Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Win the Ball. My name is Drew Dickinson, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, here in the You Can't See Me studios. I apologize for um, for the delay this week. I kind of wanted to come on here with some exciting news, but unfortunately, that didn't happen, nor was it the case. So we'll just get right into it. Start with the unfortunate Liverpool result this weekend. The defense... You know, we'll just go ahead and start right out with it. Defense, it was in shambles, just just utterly embarrassing the entire game, really. It, it appears that Luke Shaw still has a Euro hangover. He just hasn't been the same Shaw that we've all been accustomed to the last 18 to 24 months, and that is apparently obvious. And then we'll go ahead and start talking about the captain, Mr. McGuire himself. I don't really know what else there is that can be said about Harry. He's just, he's in a dip in form. You know, a lot of people want to chit-chat and talk about, you know, is he good enough for Manchester United? You know, I I think he is. I just, I have questions about his leadership capabilities. I have questions about him being the leader in a back four. You know, we when he plays with England, he's in a back three with two wingbacks, and he's just unbelievably brilliant. I just don't think... Whatever whatever tactics Ole has for United, which nobody really knows, it doesn't seem that Harry fits in at the current moment. But you bring in a, a world-class manager, a Zidane, or even a Conte, and I think that he could possibly get the best out of Harry Maguire. But defense in shambles, defense not in shambles. It wasn't going to stop the best player in the world in Mo Salah. He was just absolutely brilliant again. Has been all year long. Got himself a hat trick on the day. It was he was just flying around the field. It was it was a really 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 fun thing to see. Unfortunately for us United fans, but um you know we'll we'll, we'll get another shot out of him in Anfield. We'll we'll see later on in the year. Maybe maybe it'll be different next time. Maybe not. Who knows? But I just. I don't really know what else to say about that embarrassing result. It's, it's It sucks to have that happen against your arch rival, especially at home, especially with Ronaldo back. Uh, anywho, but let's really get into some of the... Um some of the major concerns over the weekend, you know, and one of them was Paul Pogba. Uh, everybody knows that his contract talks have been put back on hold. I mean, if you don't know that, I'm going to tell you, he, over the past couple of days, his his contract talks have been put back on hold. And those rumors have come out uh, in the last couple of days just because of the fact that he doesn't want to play for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You know, it, it, you can blame Ole all you want. You can, you can be that kind of pundit and blame a, a manager on a player's performance. But... If you're a Manchester United, listen, if you're a soccer fan of the Premier League and of international European soccer and you watch Paul Pogba for France, it's 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 shocking to see that it's the same player that suits up for Manchester United. I mean, it's night and day how much better he is in the French uniform than he is in the United top. You know, I, I sometimes wonder, will United be better suited without him? And nine times out of ten, you want to say yes. But as soon as you say yes, he has a game like he had in the first game of the season. Or, you know, really the first three or four games of the year, what did he have? Six, seven assists? And now he's gone completely cold. So you can really question, is he suited for that Manchester United position? Or would it be better off bringing somebody else in who works harder? Who can collaborate with the team and, and, and be more of a team player in this um, United eleven? With Ole at the helm, you know... Who really knows? I, I I don't because Pogba is so inconsistent, and you know, 
Only time will tell, I guess. Now we'll uh, we'll talk about that red card. You know, he comes in. We're already down four nil. He comes in and tries to big dog the middle of the field, and it, every time he does that, even in the last three three or four games, he's come on and he's either fouled someone or he has lost the ball. And unfortunately, this this moment in time when he lost the ball, trying to big dog in the middle of the field, stand on it, flex his muscles, it was a it, it allowed Mo Salah to get his. Patrick. And then he was red carded and immediately sent off. And it's just embarrassing. You know, you you don't want, especially for someone like Kim, who the media and the fans are always looking to just bash, bash, bash. And this time I can't defend that because he did that on his own. And that's all, all Pogba. He's got to wake up and look in the mirror and decide what he wants to do with his footballing career. But anyways, we're going to move on to the more important topic while we are here today. And unfortunately, it's not to talk about a result. It's not to talk about a transfer signing. It's not to talk about uh, a player coming back from injury and possibly helping out this squad. Unfortunately, it's back on to the management questions. Ole in or Ole out. You know, I told you that I'm going to come on here and you're going to hear my opinion. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to agree with it, but you're going to hear it regardless. I have been, you know, in a seesaw the last like 12 months. Ole in, Ole out, and it's been like 50-50. But I, I have to admit, after the Liverpool game and the fact that he started the exact same 11 that struggled in the first half against Atalanta, at home, mind you, he's, he put that same 11 out in the first 45 against Liverpool. And to me, it, it just shows, you know, he's stubborn. He will not change his ways. It's it, it's his way or the highway. I don't want to be proven wrong. And to me, that's just not how you, that's not how you manage a, a team of superstars like this at Manchester United. And, and whether or not they're superstars on the field, on the bench or not, this is Manchester United. That is not how you manage. You manage by way of attack. You manage by way of tactics. You manage by way of getting the crowd into the game and hoping that crowd, you know, excitement, crowd noise level gets the players going and sparks a fire up under their butts. But when you continuously, you know, by definition, be insane, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result, it it's not going to work. And recent reports have come out that on Monday or Tuesday, I apologize, Monday or Tuesday at training, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was at Carrington and he was um, standing up for Ole. He intervened in, you know, the the quote unquote firing or sacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And, you know, again, my opinion, he doesn't have, he shouldn't have any say in this. His time has come. His time has passed. Do I love him? Yes. Is he a legend? Yes. But his word should have no bearing on any sort of management role anymore at Manchester United unless he wants to be the director of football, which he isn't. Now, I don't mean to sound disrespectful and I don't mean to sound rude, but he, he needs to sit down. He needs to sit down, stay at his great seat in the stands and continue to support the club at the best way that he can. And unfortunately, you know, this isn't support your mates FC. This isn't, you know, hang on to your friends as long as you can FC because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Ole has lost the dressing room. It's clear and it's a fact. 
And in coaching, no matter what sport, you lose the locker room, you lose your dressing room, nine times out of 10, you've lost your job. You know, I, I'm not in there. I'm not in the dressing room. I'm not, I'm not at Carrington every day. I don't have, you know, a player leaking me information. I just see what I see from my years of experience and playing and watching this sport. And he's lost them. He's lost them all. Maybe not all. But he's lost the ones that matter the most, the influencers in that locker room. They're not going to come out and say it to the pundits and the media, but you can tell by the looks on their faces and by the way that they're playing, he, they just don't want to play for him. And that's unfortunate. You know, Ole brought us, you know, great moments. 1999, you know, treble Champions League game winner. That's all fine and dandy, but that has nothing to do with the current state of Manchester United and their coaching squad. I apologize. Our coaching staff. Uh, you hear Karen McKenna. His training sessions are more along the lines of training an academy squad, not a bunch of 20 and 30 year old professionals. So stuff like that has to be taken care of, whether it's bringing in a new manager. You know, we got potential replacements, you know, lots of rumors coming out um, this week. You know, the main one uh, Antonio Conte. And personally, out of all the management rumors that have been going on the last like 72 hours, that is who I think can come in and immediately turn this ship around. You look what he did with Juve in 2012. They were, you know, middle of the table. He comes in, wins the league, comes in with Chelsea. I believe they were 10th place, somewhere around there. Comes in, wins the league. Does the same thing with Inter Milan, wins the Scudetto. So, he is ready to go. He's a prime example of a manager who can win. He's won everywhere he's been. And I think that the players can respect that. Not that they don't respect Ole. It's just nothing has changed. Again, it's, the, it's, it's insanity. Repetition, repetition and nothing changing. One that has also been thrown out there, and I think a lot of, the, a lot of players would love to play for him, especially the Frenchmen, you know, Paul Pogba, Anthony Martial, Rafael Varane, and even Cristiano Ronaldo, who won four Champions Leagues with Zidane three in a row. I believe it was four. I know it was definitely three in a row. So Zidane would be would could could come in and turn the squad around. But every time you turn around, you continuously hear the same response: He doesn't want to come to England. And I think I have an idea as to why that is. And I believe he wants to take over the French national team coaching spot from um, the current coach. I, I apologize. I can't remember his name. But um. Yeah. Zidane would be a good choice, but you don't want somebody to come in here who doesn't want to be here. And I think that that would be just, I don't want to say detriment to the squad or to the club, but, you know, you don't want someone to come in and be unhappy and want to leave soon. Go back to Madrid or something like that, you know. I um, Again, Conte for me. And I heard that he's chomping at the bit. We also heard rumors of Graham Potter, who has just th thrived at Brighton Hove Albion. I, I think that that would be that could be something that the young kids could could really he could have an influence on the young young kids in the squad. And oh, by the way, I just remembered the French national team manager. It's Didier Deschamps. I apologize. But we're going to move right on. You know, we'll see about some coaching changes here in the near future. Uh, they say that they're going to give Ole three games to turn it around. And those three games are going to start this Saturday away at Spurs. Then they, we have on to Champions League next week. 
away at Atalanta. And then his third and final game will be against City. And, you know, honestly, I can't see... I can't see us winning. I can see United definitely coming away with a victory in Italy against Atalanta in the Champions League, but away at Spurs and then then City. You know, one thing about Ole is he he's so stubborn, like we mentioned before, and I just can't see him changing anything because it would show that, you know, he was wrong all along, you know, and I don't think that he wants to be proved wrong. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't step back, reevaluate, make some changes to the squad, put some put some put some kids, put some players out there who are going to work hard, who are going to run. You know, you got Donny van de Beek, who is literally biting his lip, chomping at the bit to show and to prove not to just himself, but the world that he is a world class player. And I think it's time that he gets that chance. And another player who, again, my opinion, who should have gotten much more playing time way before this started happening, and that's Jesse Lingard. He's come on, saved our butts twice. He had the assist to Ronaldo in Champions League to, you know, 95th minute winner against Villarreal, and he came on with that beautiful, beautiful goal against West Ham. And all he does is perform and produce results. And, you know, another thing, it's just one of those things about United... That just that uh, this attacking regime, the, f- the the front three or you know the, the possible front like six for United with Rashford, Greenwood, uh, Jaden Sancho, Ronaldo, Cavani, Pogba, Bruno, Jesse Lingard, Donny Van de Beek, and to only have 14 points out of a possible 27 with all that firepower, it's just unacceptable. Now you bring in a proper manager with proper tactics and somebody who can. Put this, t- put a proper team out on the field, and stop conceding cheap goals. I can assure you that this team will fly. And whether, regardless, ole in, ole out. I assure you that me personally, I'm gonna wake up every day, every single day, singing, screaming from the top of my lungs, chanting, "Glory, glory, Man United." You know, <laughs> I love this club. I love him to death, and I try. I tried to keep my emotions out of it, but it's just so hard. You know, you you spend so much money, you spend so much of your time dedicated and devoted to to a team and to a club, and you just you just want different results. You want wins. You want excitement, and I just. I just want the best for the club, and whether that's with Ole or with without Ole, I want United to thrive and I want United to succeed. But anywho, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up for this week. I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in and listening. I I feel that this episode is a little bit longer than the last, and I was a little choppy again, but I'm getting better, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy coming on here and and spewing my opinions, letting you guys know what happened. Again, you can't. You can't turn on the TV. You got kids. You don't have time. Throw your headphones in. Put your earbuds in and, and listen to win the ball. I, um, I'm going to do my best to give you all the information, all the fun little quirks, um, knickknacks, if you will. Um, but again, be sure, uh, Saturday, 1230 Eastern Standard Time, Tottenham Stadium, Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Win the Ball. Drewski out.